0: Well, on that day when Jesus was faced with the opposition that he had from those religious leaders, he gave a very simple story to provide a very simple explanation. So let's simply think about it together this evening. The lost sheep. It's a story we can all comprehend now, I want to just bring up the actual passage on the screen, thanks Luke, that we, that we looked at before. Now, I want you to see right at the beginning, first of all, from that passage that we read that in verse 7, we find there that the Lord Jesus equates the sheep that's been found with one sinner who repents. That's the reason for telling the story. The sheep that's been found is the sinner who has repented. And so we can safely say that the lost sheep, before it is found, represents an unrepentant sinner. And that harmonizes perfectly with the words of Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet who in verse 6 of chapter 53 wrote those well-known words that all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned every one to his own way so we see the harmony that's there from that old testament prophet isaiah and this little parable simple parable that jesus told and the story is simply of this sheep that strikes out on its own. Was it a daring plot to escape? Was it a foolish lack of diligence on behalf of the sheep? Well, however your imagination might like to play with this kind of story, the, the issue is this. The sheep has done this to itself. The sheep has wandered, the sheep has strayed, the sheep has lost itself. The Bible, as we can see in Isaiah, the Bible describes us as having gone astray. We have done something that has separated us from God. It describes us as those who instead of living close to God and in fellowship and communion with him as he originally intended, we have sought to make ourselves independent from him. So we can perhaps imagine this sheep as having ignored all the warnings that the shepherd has issued regarding the dangers it faces if it does not remain within the flock and if it does not remain within his supervision. And we can imagine perhaps that this sheep is one that's turned its back on all the instructions that it's received as to how as a sheep it can live a fulfilled, meaningful life, enjoying the care and the provision and the protection of the shepherd And the sheep has turned its back on all of those things, the warnings about the dangers, the exhortations about the blessings of remaining. And instead of staying within the flock, instead of being under the shepherd's authority, a place of quiet, peaceful security, this sheep has wandered off. And this sheep has gone astray. Just as Isaiah said. (coughs) Now let's for a minute consider this lost sheep. For a time, it might think things are great. Free at last, if if that was its plan. No one to tell me where to go. No one to tell me what to do. No one to tell me which patch of grass I have to eat. Wonderful. Or or maybe it it has literally just wandered off and it's actually blissfully unaware that there is a problem for now. Maybe those two situations describe someone here. One of them maybe. Perhaps you are someone actually largely blissfully unaware that you are that wandering sheep, that lost sheep and of the peril that you are in, in being in that position. Perhaps you're someone who very willfully is turning your back on anything to do with a God in heaven who might require things of you Uh, and just turning away from all of those things. No, thank you, that's not for me. Keep it for yourself if you wish, but no, I'm off to do my own thing, thank you very much. I'll find my own way in the world. I'll find my own truth to follow. The reality, though, is that this little sheep is in real danger. It really is. It's alone. It's unprotected. It's vulnerable. There are predators out there that just love to feed on lonely sheep. And it might have grass now. It doesn't necessarily know where tomorrow's meal is coming from. Its life is actually on the line. And the longer it remains lost, death looms ever larger and ever closer for this sheep. All we, all we like sheep have gone astray, says the Bible. There's no one that has never been in the position of this sheep. Except one. And that is Christ. He's the only man who's never been in this position. All have been there. But the story takes a great twist. The shepherd knows the sheep is lost. But he has 99. So he thinks to himself, ah, what one sheep? I've still got 99. No, he doesn't. Having the 99 does not lessen his concern for this one. So he just has a bit of a wander around to see if there's any sign of it. Is that what he does? No, it isn't. He determines, I'm going after it. I'm off to find it. I'm off to retrieve it. I'm off to bring it back. And he's not going to accept anything less than finding it. Did you hear the text as Jesus told the story and the great truth that is contained within it? He will go after the one which is lost until he finds it. I'm going to find that sheep and I'm going to bring it back. And off he goes and he does find it and he brings it back. And there is this great rejoicing. He's never been happier than to have this one sheep which had been lost. All his friends are invited round. Come and see, come and rejoice with me. Look at what I've found. This lost thing. I've got it back again. He went after it. The shepherd went where the sheep had gone in order to bring it back. That's significant. We'll come back to that in a moment. He went after it. Now you see, that verse in Isaiah helps us to understand something. The Bible says that our wandering away from God is not without consequence. We might feel like we're doing fine for now. But the Bible tells us That death looms larger and larger for the wanderer. You see, there has been disobedience in our hearts as those who have wandered away from God. There's been rebellion in our hearts as those who have left Him and gone our own way. We have dethroned God from our lives. And just put ourselves there instead. And we talk about these things with people. And sometimes their response is, so what? Maybe that's you this evening. I trust it isn't, but maybe you think, well, so what? So what about this story? So what about this sheep? Well, you see, for God, who is our creator, who is our sustainer, for the God who is perfectly holy, And just this wandering away from him, this rebelling against him, this denying who he is. This is a grave betrayal against a holy and just God. This is a grave transgression against all the commandments that he's laid down for us. That we might live a a life of love and joy and holiness in fellowship with him. And some might respond, oh, this is all a bit over the top. What harm has the sheep done? You see, the thing is, you see, this sheep has no intention of going back to the shepherd. And is very happy not to. This sheep actually is happy wandering. You see, the disposition of the sheep has changed. And it now resists any suggestion that with the shepherd, as part of the flock, is where it really should be. That's the human heart. It actually prefers to be lost, despite the precarious nature of its circumstances and its situation. actually prefers to be lost. The Bible says that sinful men and women, they actually prefer the darkness that they're in to the light of the gospel that's presented to them. And such rebellion and such sinfulness because you see, that actually is what, uh, that's what's in the heart of this sheep who has wandered. It incurs the anger and the wrath of the shepherd's father. That's what the Bible teaches us about a holy God who is just in all of his ways. But in this little story that Jesus told, which is so simple for us to understand, we have this glorious picture of this shepherd who has such love and compassion and care for this sheep that he goes out determined to find it and the bible says through the lips of the lord jesus himself that jesus came to seek and to save the lost that's why he came and in the story the shepherd went after the lost sheep the shepherd had to follow the path the sheep had walked The shepherd had to get to the place where the sheep had gone in order to rescue it. And you see, that's what the Lord Jesus Christ has done. That's why he came to be as a man in this world. Because he had to follow the path that the sheep had walked. He had to get to the place where the sheep have gone. And the eternal God has come as man so that as the God-man, he can rescue lost men and women. He's come to where we have wandered. He's come into this sinful world in order that he might save us, in order that he might rescue us, in order that he might retrieve us. And if you can see that actually maybe I really am one of those lost sheep after all, he's done it to come and rescue the likes of you. To save you. But how has he achieved that? How has he done it? Well, back in Isaiah 53, that verse that we read, it actually has one extra little bit which I intentionally missed off before. It's only a short phrase, but it's of huge, huge consequence. Because that verse continues with these words. And the Lord has laid on him, that is Jesus, the iniquity of us all. So we have in that verse in Isaiah 53, this lost sheep who's wandered far from God, and the Lord has laid on Christ the iniquity of us all. You see, our sinfulness in turning our backs on God and leaving him deserves God's righteous anger and his judgment and his condemnation. That's what we deserve. But Jesus has come to stand in the place of sinners. His death on the cross was a sacrificial death. The just dying for the unjust, that he might bring us home, that there might be that time of great rejoicing over one who has turned in repentance and faith to him. That's why he came. And that's why he's died. That that great rejoicing might take place. The one who is without sin, dying in the place of those who are full of sin. Taking our sins, my sins upon himself so that in his death we might be saved from death. It makes us wonder just why would he do that? It's just the depth of compassion and mercy and grace like this world has never known or seen before or since. Such love in the Lord Jesus Christ that he would go to those lengths. Why? To seek and to save those who are lost in their sins. Well, that was Jesus then. That was 2,000 years ago when he came and he died in order to seek and save but what about now what about today well the great news is Jesus continues to seek and to save and he's still doing it he is still that shepherd who goes out after that one and that one and that one and he brings them and he draws them back to himself he's still doing it because he didn't stay dead Three days later, he rose again. And in power and in victory over the grave, he lives forever. And how does he seek and save lost ones today? Well, he does it in the person of his spirit. He continues to seek out those lost sheep for whom he died. He does it because God the Father has promised that every lost sheep will be found. And he does it because Jesus himself has promised his father that he will not overlook or miss a single one of them. Every single one that you have given to me, Jesus said to his father, I will not lose a single one of them. I will not miss a single one of them. I will go and find them. I will rescue them. I will bring them back to myself. And what happens is an amazing thing. As men and women and boys and girls listen to this message of salvation, a remarkable work of God's power and grace occurs. As lost sheep hear, not the voice of a preacher or of a Sunday school teacher or of a parent or a neighbour, or a colleague at work, or a missionary in Africa, they hear the very voice of the shepherd himself deep in their soul. Jesus said, My sheep, they will hear my voice. I know them. They will know me. And those sheep respond And they follow Christ, and He takes them home rejoicing. If you know you're lost, there is a shepherd who loves you so deeply, and He seeks and He saves those who are lost. And if you know that you have heard his voice. Then you must turn to him. Confessing your sin. Accepting him as saviour. Follow him. As your Lord. That he might take you rejoicing. And you can have that today. Well. Let's close with a word of prayer. Our heavenly father. We thank you for such a simple story in your word. And yet, Father, we thank you for the wonderful truths that are contained within it. That there is a good shepherd who seeks out those who are lost. And that in the Lord Jesus Christ, everything that we're in need of has been made good for us. We thank you, Lord, that there are many here who can give testimony this evening that Christ has indeed saved and rescued them. We pray, Father, that for any who are amongst us now, who as yet have not turned to Christ as their Saviour and their Lord, Father, that they might hear your voice even now, that they might know indeed that you are God, that they might see that in Christ all their sins are, are forgiven because he's paid for them in full at Calvary and that they might rejoice to be joined to the Saviour in response to his call oh Lord we pray that you would move mightily in grace this evening and in power and we pray Lord that we might have the wonderful joy here and around the globe seeing many more yet who currently are lost being found for all eternity, that they might rejoice in their God and Saviour. Hear us, we pray, O Lord our God, for the sake of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.